It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Adam Force here. Welcome to the show. Um, we have some exciting stuff. Um, what's really exciting is we had the privilege um, to connect and now talk with uh, the one and the only Guy Kawasaki. Uh, Guy Kawasaki not only is just a tremendously experienced entrepreneur, um, but he's also just a really cool guy with a good personality, and he's fun to uh, talk to. Um, Guy, if you don't know Guy, you're kind of living under a rock, so let me enlighten you a little bit just in case, but he's done over 50 keynote speeches uh, each year. He does over 50 keynote talks a year. Um, This is with clients like Apple, Nike, Audi, Google, Microsoft, you name it, all the big guys. Um, He's written over 13 books with his latest being The Art of the Start 2.0, which is a phenomenal book. Um, Really, anybody on their startup journey can benefit from this. Uh, It really covers everything and answers all the questions you might have running through your mind, and there certainly are a lot of questions, I'm sure. And he is an evangelist, guys. Canva is one of his latest companies. It's an online graphics design company, which you probably have heard of by now. It's getting a boatload of new clients regularly. And um, it's for those guys, you know, if you don't know Photoshop and all the other crazy uh, software, Canva makes life easy. I know one of our VAs uses Canva. Uh, She loves it. And um, it's a great program. So it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, He works with, you know, Mercedes-Benz and a few others. So... Guy's experience is tremendous, and we're going to talk to him today about just startup success um, and just kind of, as we say, pull back the curtain a little bit on that. So before we get into it, a couple other updates. Our team was just at the Survive and Thrive Conference. Guys, I can't stress how important it is to get out to conferences and meet people face-to-face. There's no, there is no substitute for meeting people face-to-face and getting in an intimate setting where you get to know them. Um, you want to expedite your success. Uh, yes, you need good ideas. You got to have strategies and all that stuff, but you also need partnerships. You need a good network. So get out there. We learned a ton. Um, I got stuck behind because of Hurricane Irma, but our team made it out there and they represented. We've got video interviews with people like Kevin Harrington, the original shark, who in turn loved Change Crater Magazine, even gave us a shout out in his keynote speech, which we have on video. And we're going to be sharing all that awesome content and those key lessons. Um, We just need some time to get it in development. There's a couple articles on the website about the conference with some takeaways that you could check out now. So stop by www.changecraterback.com. And guys, this coming October, we will also be at the SOCAP conference in San Francisco, both an amazing conference and an amazing city. Uh, Definitely something you want to check out. If you don't have tickets yet, we highly recommend it. Uh, There's going to be a ton of great people to connect with. And um, guys, we're going to be there. So uh, me, Kay, and Amy will be hanging out the whole entire week. And uh, if you're going to be there, we want to meet you. So just give us a shout out. Let us know. And uh, we will connect. 
And then, of course, guys, we have the 11th edition of Change Creator Magazine coming out. Again, this is on the new platform. It's responsive. It's on desktop and mobile. You're going to want to stop by and get your subscription. You get a 30-day free trial. And that's coming out on September 18th, which is today. That magazine is being released. So keep an eye out. It is a powerful edition with a ton of incredible insights and great, great takeaways. So check it out um, and leave us a review in the store. We really appreciate it. Stop by iTunes or Google Play. Those reviews are incredibly important for both the magazine and the podcast. Um, That's it, guys. We're going to get moving with this conversation. So let's talk to Guy and see what he has to say today. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Guy, thanks so much for joining the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are you doing? It's a privilege and an honor, man. Great, great. Well, it's a, it's an honor for me to have you on the show here, and uh, you got a wealth of experience that I'm sure everybody's excited to uh, tap into. Um, your book, your latest book, uh, The Art of the Startup, and uh, some of your talks just are really inspiring. So, um, one of the things I uh, really wanted to dive into with you is I, I've surveyed my audience, and I know that people are really eager to better understand how how do they start getting traction? How do they start getting that adoption? In your book, you talk about putting scale aside and just think about getting that initial adoption and tapping into who your audience is. So, sure. um, you know, a lot of that comes with that, you know, audience discovery and those types of stuff. So can you talk a little bit about some of the things that have to happen in a startup world to start well, getting that adoption? There's, there's two short answers. So answer number one is, that you have to have something great, duh. <laughs> uh, and answer number two is you have to work your ass off. So I wish I could tell you that there's these magical things that yeah. you know. You listen to this podcast and you hang up on the podcast and you know what to do and it's magic and it just happens. That's just not true. So I, I think it it just takes uh, a great product. It takes a lot of hard work. Uh, luckily, there's this new thing called social media that mm-hmm. makes it a lot more viable for people to introduce products because, you know, basically social media is fast and free and ubiquitous. So I, I wish I had the magic formula that, mm-hmm. you know, just do this and add water. If I did, I would charge a lot more for my books. Um <laughs> But I don't. I mean, it's, it's, and anybody who tells you that this is the magic formula, you know, I can give you hints. I can give you what I think will help, but there's no magic. Um, It's a, it's a good product. It's building a social media platform. Uh, I also think that email to this day, an email list is a very powerful thing, maybe more powerful than social media, all things considered. Right. But, you know, what I just said is not exactly uh, rocket science. It's not exactly a secret. It, it's really, what I just said is easy to say, it's very hard to do. Exactly, and, yeah. And that's what separates success from failure, the ability to implement. Absolutely, and I'm gonna dive into that just a little bit. So we're saying, yeah, you gotta have a great product, you know, leverage social media, get things out there, but there's a lot of variables in between to making those things work. So, you know, okay, if you have a great product, but you don't know how to actually get in front of the right people and know where they are, um, I think you're probably gonna have a lot of trouble. Um, So do you have any advice for identifying your audience? Uh, You might not like what I'm gonna say, but my theory, in identifying audiences is you 
spread a lot of seeds mm -hmm. and then you see where your idea takes root and then you go and, and you water those seedlings and then you say, yeah, that was my intended market. I always intended it that way. Yeah. So this is uh, the ability to retroactively declare victory. Um, I learned this technique at Apple because at Apple, with the Macintosh, we thought we had a spreadsheet database and we're processing machine. Yeah. And come to find out, the seed that took root was desktop publishing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we uh, declared victory and said, yeah, we always intended to go after desktop publishing. But that is, that is simply not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always find those types of stories interesting. I mean, you never know which way the wind's going to blow and how people uh, perceive uh, the value of what you're yeah. actually offering. So. so so don't get don't get me wrong, okay? You take your best shot at positioning and branding and targeting and all that, and, and then you launch. But then, you know, you may be pleasantly surprised and you you hit the target. Uh, you may also be pleasantly surprised and a target you never anticipated is hit. And, and what I'm trying to say here is, you know, don't be proud. Using a classic example, if. If you think you have a beauty product called Skin So Soft, but moms are buying it as an insect repellent, you know, I say, don't be proud, man. <laughs> Sell it as an insect repellent. <laughs> Go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's a good example. Um, so so I guess, you know, are you saying that, that you would want to test many different distribution channels? So you might do, for example, a guest post on a blog that's news, media, culture, but also on a blog that might be for, for moms or social media, like different categories to see where you might get the most receptivity. Well, to tell you the truth, I would post a blog or announcement anywhere that <laughs> they let me do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, yeah. as a book author, like, you know, taking this book, The Artist Star 2.0. Yeah. You know, if, uh, if the American Association of Estheticians called me up and said, well, a lot of estheticians want to start a business, um, would you come and, you know, talk to them? Would you explain to them? You know, so one attitude would be, no, you know, my target market is tech startups. Well, that would not be my attitude. My attitude is, hey, you know, <laughs> if there are a quarter million estheticians who want to start a business <laughs> using Arnold yeah. Start 2.0, come Go on down. It. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So do you think then it's a mistake when people are saying, you have to get very niche? You've got to know, you're talking to John Smith in Connecticut, here's your persona, and that's who you're going after. So you only go after well, those place, those people. Well, I... It's this is a very good question because this is this is the challenge in business, right? So one theory is, yeah, you you know thy customer and you you know you know exactly what his or her needs are and exactly what industry and yeah. you develop something so perfect for them. Uh, on the flip side of that is kind of my attitude, which is you throw it out there, you see where it takes root, and then you declare victory. So uh, I guess my message is that there is no single way to success. Right, right. And, you know, it can work in either way, but I, I just want people to be aware that there are multiple theories. Sure. And it, it's kind of like financing, right? So one theory is you go and raise a bunch of money, uh, you build this company, you scale, and, you know, next thing you know, you're going public. Another theory is you bootstrap, you... You know, you don't build infrastructure before you need it, and, and you just gut it out until you break through. 
Well, those are two completely different theories, but both can work. There's right. no right or wrong. Okay. It's only, you know, work or doesn't work. Right. So you've seen it go both ways, which I, I think makes sense. And I, 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 I've always heard, you know, get real niche, find the specific person you're going after. So it's kind of uh, refreshing well, to hear the opposite, um, you know, because that can well, work too. Well, no, but don't get me wrong, okay? Um, I am not saying that the way to do this is to try to boil the ocean. So if, if you tell me that you're going to go after a niche, I understand that theory. If you tell me that you're going to let a hundred flowers blossom, I also understand that theory. Yeah. But I, what I don't agree with is, well, we're going to go after 50 niches because we're going to get everything at once. Right, 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 right. Okay. Which gotcha. is not the same as what we, those two extremes. I don't think that is possible. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So you're sticking with the niche, but under that niche, you're going after either a specific audience, but you can also spread it around to see if it's received by other audiences who are interested yeah. in that niche. Yes. Yeah, so, look, you know, taking, taking, for example, let's say you're introducing a new computer. Yeah. So one, one attitude would be, okay, we're going only after graphic artists. That, that would be the niche theory. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying, you know, don't try to do is to say, yeah, we have an all-purpose computer. We're going to go after doctors, lawyers, dentists, graphic artists, teachers, health club owners, estheticians, you know, yoga instructors. We're going to go after all of them at once. <laughs> that I don't agree with. Gotcha. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I, and I guess this, does this all fall in line with the concept of product market fit? I mean, very similar, trying to see where your message and your, your product actually aligns with people. Anything different there? Do you feel like this is all kind of well, the same? Well, again, you know, I guess my theory is you, you try to anticipate and align and all that. Um, but I, I think the truth is that nobody truly knows. <laughs> And yeah. so, you know, you, you can you can believe you know, but you can act like you know, but just, you know, you really don't know. Nobody really knows. Right. And so you just need to be, be able to remain flexible to pivot. Mm. And you also need to be not proud enough to, um, or not so proud that you won't pivot what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And, and have you found over the, the companies that you've started or participated in, um, has there been common trends, you know, with all tops or um, anything, any of the other earlier ones that you've started? Um, just and, and how you're finding adoption and distribution? Has everything been quite unique in its own right? Everyone is a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, I figured. <laughs> the older I get, the less, the older I get, the less I know. Gotcha, gotcha. So I guess I'm curious then, you know, uh, right now you're uh, supporting Canva, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you guys have going on right now? Well, we're uh, signing up tens of thousands of people per day. Uh, these are people who participate in our revolution. Our revolution is to democratize uh, design. Mm. So design used to be a very specialized skill requiring training, requiring high-end software that you... You know, it's part of a creative suite and you're paying 50 bucks a month for and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And our vision is that, you know, those products are too expensive and they're too high end. They take too much training. So you should just be able to, you know, go to a website, 
say that you want to create a Facebook cover page, yeah. look at a hundred or so different uh, templates in advance, put in your own photo, and in the time that it takes to um, install Photoshop, you should be able to create a graphic with Canva. And that is absolutely true. And that goes for both. infographics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that goes for like infographics and all those types of things, right? Yes, yes. Um, what about we video? Have, uh, video we do not do yet, but let's just say that that is a uh, attractive communication method for yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that in the plans, you think, for something to be adopted later? Well, let's just say that we view video as an attractive communication <laughs> medium. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, leave it at that. <laughs> um, and, and so, how you're getting tens of thousands of people today? And what worked for Canva? What 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 is the? How did you connect with, find the right people, and start getting them on board? How did you get to that point? Well, I mean, you know, we just, I think we just blasted it out. Um, we blasted it out and we tried to empower people who knew they wanted to create graphics. So that's a start. You know, we didn't have to we didn't have to convince people that graphics is a good thing. Right. They're already people, in the mindset. I need this. Right. You just needed to right. get in front of them. Exactly. But how did you where did you distribute? How did you decide on distribution channels to test? And and was this paid well, marketing or, or organic? Like, how did you approach that? It's it's primarily organic. Um, and it's a lot of content marketing. So, you know, we looked and we saw that people were searching for how to make a flyer. So we wrote content, how to make a flyer. Yeah, so when you search for how to make a flyer, guess what? It's the Canva blog, duh. Perfect. perfect. Um, so, so it's that kind of thing. And, and you know, we were in the right place at the right time with the right product. You know, it was, it's fast, it's easy, it's cheap. Yeah. And, and social media. So with social media, Everybody now figures out, figured out that you need graphics for social media. <laughs> so, you know, if, if the world weren't so social media obsessed these days, I, I don't know if we would be signing up as many people, but with social media, with everybody posting on every platform, um, hallelujah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You know, it's the therefore question that you always have, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's great. It sounds like, I see, like you guys are doing a lot of good work. And so I think you gave a great tip, actually, too, just that little bit of insight, which was, you know, what are people searching for? So if you're going to do a content marketing strategy and you're going to start writing, spending yeah. time and money to write articles, let's make sure it's things that people are actually looking for related to your well, business. Um, I, I'll tell you sort of a related story as uh, an insight. So I wrote a book called Ape, Author, mm -hmm. Publisher, Entrepreneur. It's how to self-publish a book. Okay. And when I was writing or finishing the book, of course, we had to find a title for it. And so uh, the eight part, author, publisher, entrepreneur, that was locked in and loaded. So then the question was the subtitle. Yeah. So we, we did this very interesting thing. We went to Google Analytics and there's a part of Google Analytics where you can type in, you know, how many people search for how to publish a book? How many people search for how to self-publish a book? Yeah. How many people search for how to write a book? And we found out that, you know, the the number of people who write, who search for how to publish a book versus how to self-publish a book, 
is an order of magnitude. So 10 times more people search for how to publish a book than self-publish a book. <laughs> now, to be honest, how to self-publish a book is a more accurate description of Ape than how to publish a book. Okay. Right? Because that, that self is truly about people publishing their own book. Whereas how to publish a book could refer to an organization doing it. Sure, that. sure. Yeah, that's so, interesting. So, so conceptually, it's more accurate to say how to self-publish a book than how to publish a book. But 10 times more people search for how to publish a book than self-publish a book. So guess what the subtitle of APE is? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So that research led you to what would be most appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, not everybody realizes there's this tool at Google Analytics that, you know, if if you're trying to decide on subtitles or, or you know, slogans or anything like that, you should use this tool because it will tell you that more people are searching for this term than that term. So use that term. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so, so obviously Google has lots of powerful uh, tools for that stuff. And do you use the social media platforms as well to get insights on um, the people and what they're looking for and stuff like that? I know there's some pretty powerful search techniques now with Facebook and Twitter yeah. and things like that. Um, I, I use it as an author. I use social media as an author, probably like no other author does because... Uh, I, I, I believe it or not, I post to my social media, I'm writing a new book, anybody want to look at the manuscript, you know, it's like a point eight as opposed to 1.0 of the manuscript. Right. Anybody who wants to look at it, let me know. And literally, I send out thousands of copies of my manuscript. And I, w I would say, you know, if you send out 2,000 copies, 500 people actually comment and send it back. Huh. So, so I get 500 pieces of data and I cannot tell you how valuable those comments are, you know, finding weak spots and stuff. And so I use social media probably like no other author because most authors are afraid that, wow, if you send your book out in, in digital format to 2,000 people, it means 2,000 people plus whoever they shared it with <laughs> will not buy your book. But in the, like my game is I want to sell millions of copies. Right. And so if it can help me sell millions of copies, what do I care if 2,000 people got it for free? And what about though people taking the, the ideas, I guess, is it protected in some way? No, but you know, I figure that this is like, um, uh, let's say you're a world famous chef. Yeah. And so you go and you write, okay, so these are the ingredients, this is the amount, this is how you make, you know, this particular world-famous dish of this world-famous chef. Yeah. Let's just say that you and that chef using the same recipe, I don't think you're going to be as good as that person. <laughs> so, so, so if, merely, if merely reading my book and hearing my idea makes you better than me, then it's my fault. I suck. That's not, that's not you know... <laughs> yeah, well, and obviously if someone straight up plagiarizes it, you'd have the, 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 the original copy to prove, prove otherwise. Yeah, but even if they straight up plagiarize it, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, you can go after the person legally, but, you know, for what? The person probably doesn't have any assets. So <laughs> I, I just, I just... I just want, I just want to people, I want to leave people in my, 
in the dust. They can just suck on my fumes. That's yeah. that's my attitude. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, there's nothing more valuable than having people give feedback on something because before yeah. you publish it, obviously, you want to make sure you're writing towards what people are looking for, what they need, and this just gives you all those insights. It's it's, it's priceless. Yep. Yeah, I love that. So, I noticed you have a really big following on um, on Pinterest. Yeah, well, that's purely to the credit of Peg Fitzpatrick. She's uh, she's me on Pinterest. Okay, all right. So you, <laughs> you had someone managing that, obviously, for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there any particular right now? Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've you've talked a lot about social media and things like that. So I'd love to tap into some of that stuff. And you know, what are your thoughts on the current trends of social media and and how people are leveraging it? There's yeah. lots of talk about growth hacking now as the new marketing engineering. You know. Combined yeah. with marketing, all that stuff. So I'm just curious on your thoughts on these trends. Well, I mean, my focus is on Facebook because I think Facebook has the most interaction. I think Facebook Live is absolutely fantastic. I think the ability to target on Facebook to, to yeah. say, all right, so I want I want people who are 40 years and older who live in Santa Cruz, who uh, you know, I can send this listing for a new house. I mean, I, I don't know how you can do that any, anywhere else with such accuracy and at such cost. I mean, there's a reason why Facebook is Facebook. So uh, I happen to love Facebook. I think that LinkedIn is the other platform any professional should be on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not just his resume, but creating content on LinkedIn. Um, so you so do, if, if, go ahead. If I, had to, if I had to pick two, yeah. I would pick Facebook and LinkedIn. The third would would be Instagram, particularly if I'm in a business that is you know, fashion, food, cars, you know, something with good pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of success with people doing that stuff. I see a lot of, you know, these guys making the Instagram channels with the Lamborghini pictures and, you know, yeah. let's make millions, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. People, have, I don't know yeah. why, but they eat it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a powerful channel for sure. And um, I heard, you know, Neil Patel spoke about Pinterest and that's what piqued my curiosity when I saw you had a following because he said that the paid marketing there is still like the wild, wild. West meaning you can get a lot for a little yeah yeah I I gotta admit that my, my simple brain can only handle three platforms at once so. uh, you and me both you and me both <laughs> trust me I uh, and that's the thing too and I like that you pointed out like your two like your top channels in order because at the end of the day there are so many places to do your marketing and social and it yeah. all takes a, a lot of uh, consistency and effort so where do you put your time you know it's like yeah. how do you, <laughs> it's like so it can drive you crazy it, it will drive you crazy. It will yeah. drive you crazy, exactly. Yeah. Um, so interesting stuff. But yeah, social media. Um, any other thoughts, I guess, just curious on like the paid marketing. You, you talk in your book about leveraging social media, um, and I, it sounds like it's from an organic standpoint, meaning if you got something that's new and shiny and people like it, you know, it's going to talk for itself. But, um, you know, if you're, let's say, for example, you're a restaurant, you know, you're you're in the sameness category, meaning there's lots of other restaurants. You're not. It's not. Yes. It's not jumping the curve per se. Um, yes. But at the end of the day, you might have a different take on cuisine or a different philosophy about food and a cool location. So, it, the paid marketing. Um, I, it, do you think there's a lot of value in trying to get traction for a, a young startup to invest in the paid marketing for social? Um, just tell me, what do you mean by paid marketing exactly? Um, what I mean is, you know, I'm going to set up a Facebook ad like you spoke like you talked about and I'm gonna put yeah. in a hundred dollars to get reach in that audience 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought you meant like buying followers or buying. Oh no, 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 no. Just to reach people, you know, they don't, Facebook's, you know, algorithm doesn't allow too much organic unless people are constantly engaging with your stuff. So, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, so you do both and, and you know, the way you get people to engage with your stuff is to post good stuff. Yeah. So. (laughs) Always (laughs) helps. Always helps. Uh, for sure. And, and you mentioned for Canva, you were doing a lot of content marketing. Is there, um, any particular elements that have worked well for you, meaning like long-form content, short-form? Obviously, you're hitting some you know, topics that yeah. are popular. I, but I, I don't do the content marketing for Canva, so I don't know the answers to that question. Okay, okay. But, but I know that, <laughs> that Canva has, has it wired. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works, and I hear a lot of talk about it, yes. and I think it's unique for each company on how you approach it, um, but it's a, it's a powerful topic for sure. Yeah. Um, and are you still doing anything? Are you just with Canva right now, or what else do you have going on? Well, I'm Canva. I am a brand ambassador for Mercedes-Benz. Yes, right. I, I'm on the board of trustees of Wikipedia, and I'm a executive fellow at the Haas School of Business at UC Berkeley. Right, cool. And so, so that's it. What, so as a brand ambassador for Mercedes Benz, and what what kind of support do you offer them? What does that What does that do? Um, social media, uh, speaking, and hosting events. Uh, you know, don't tell anybody, but I have them convinced that people seeing me in a Mercedes is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, that's evangelism. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And. Uh, um, you feel like doing a lot of public speaking and getting yourself out there. Even like you, you mentioned Facebook Live. Do you think it's important for young entrepreneurs to be willing to show the face of the brand and talk about what's going on with the brand? Well, assuming you're not a psychopath, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, let's assume they're not psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, then I think it's a good idea, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Well, because, you know, a lot of people hide behind the computer. And even me personally, I haven't leveraged uh, Facebook Live or Instagram's, like, video function. And, yeah. you know, talking about, hey, here's what we have come down the pipeline with the magazine. Um, and I feel like maybe I should be doing those things. So I was just curious on if you think there's a lot of value there. You should. You need to man up. Got to man up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, listen. I want to be respectful of your time. We're okay. coming down to the close here. Um, All right. So. I guess my last thing is one. I noticed you mentioned social entrepreneurship in your book, which I uh, I love that, and I love that you talk yeah. about empowering the MVVP, which means ha- yeah. adding value, making it viable, and validating. So, really powerful takeaways. And um, any last shout outs you want to give for how people can uh, follow you and learn more yeah. from your experience and stuff so, like that. If if they want the the purest form of guy, uh, it's it's Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash guy, G-U-Y. But they should be forewarned that uh, I am a very far left-leaning liberal. Nice. So, yeah, so if... uh, So you love Trump. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I, I actually think that... Get serious for a moment. Mm-hmm. I think that November eighth, two thousand sixteen, may be the worst day in the history of America. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, if you don't agree with that sentiment, don't follow me on. Social media. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I feel you. I feel you. It was it was a real jolt for the country. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We won't get into to the politics too much because I'll get nope. stuck talking about it all day. But uh, okay. guy, thank you so much. I appreciate you thank taking you. the time and um, 
you know uh, where to reach us if you ever need anything. So uh, thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play. Or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.